Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Ease, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is Shane. Joining me is, let's start with Matt this time. Matt, how's it going? Hey, going good. Good, good, good to hear. Uh, how are you, sir? <laughs> you didn't say episode two this time. Or uh, did no, you? No, it's episode two for, I didn't say that at all, Sunday, May 11th, 2014. Uh, and also, also is Tony. Tony, sir, how are you doing, sir? Sir, good. How are sir. you guys doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Nice. I mean, I'm all right. <laughs> it's uh, Mother's Day, by the way. That's right. So happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. All, however many mothers may or may not be listening at this time. We're very happy you are, but uh, <laughs> you know, we we got to spend some time with our moms. I think. Um, yeah, so it was a good day. Big, big day. <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. Big day. So uh, I think right off the bat here, uh, we're just going to go through a few things that uh, each of us are kind of experiencing with tech in our lives at this time. Uh, I'm going to start with hardware. Uh, let's start with Matt here right off the bat. Matt, uh, what kind of hardware are you currently using um, all right, let me talk about my equipment a little bit. Uh, I've got a MacBook Pro, which is uh, my work laptop. Uh, uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, iPhone 5 as my personal phone. Um, use the uh, black and white Kindle um, quite a bit. I uh, really enjoy Ooh. that. And have an iPad 2, which I kind of just use for video games right now. It's kind of just uh, relaxing. I don't said, do much work on it or anything. But. You said the black and white Kindle. That's not the paper white, is it? Uh, not the paperweight. No, the uh, the one before that. It's got the uh, ads and everything. It's uh, I kind of like it just because it, it's pretty cheap. So it's if if it does get ruined, if I bring it somewhere, if I'm reading in the bathtub or something and drop it, it's not going to be a big deal. It's one thing the, the physical buttons. That's something I kind of wish I had actually. Do you, uh, you have the? I do. Yeah, I actually do like the buttons a lot. For some reason, uh, my wife's got the the paperweight and it's got the swipe thing, and it's just uh. I don't know. Yeah, the buttons are, are kind of nice. Yeah, cool. All right, Tony. Tony, what are you using? Um, I'm using an iPhone 5, which I hate to sound, you know, like like uh, someone in high school, but I really can't live without it. <laughs> I pretty much <laughs> have school. a lot on it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, you know, I pay bills on it. I surf the internet, obviously. Music's on it. Work out with it. Everything. use my iphone all the time too yeah and um i just uh the other thing is my macbook pro and i i have a lot of games on there and um i have the retina one which was kind of a pretty penny but um i got that one when it first came out and um i i love it i kind of take that wherever i can go and uh, i play games i yeah i'm totally work. jealous of that freaking thing it's awesome yeah yeah it is pretty nice really good screen um and um really light and um and portable, of course, you have to get rid of the uh, the DVD drive in order to get something that thin, and I see Apple doing that a lot more lately. Um, but not to get too far off tangent. Um, the yeah. last thing I have is my iPad uh, Mini Retina. Um, I think that's great. Um, 
and I kind of take that to whenever I don't take my uh, iPad anywhere or my MacBook Pro anywhere. Um, and that's pretty much about it for right now. I do have a desktop, a Windows uh, 7 computer that I kind of use for maybe more gaming or if I'm just at home. But do I, you would you do you find yourself using that on a daily basis? I wouldn't say I use the desktop on a daily basis. It's I would say more the laptops or the iPads, uh, yep. more so really the iPhone. Cool. Um, and then I have um, I have a MacBook also, not the Retina, unfortunately. Maybe one of these Someday. days. Yeah. And I have a separate one that I use at work. Um, also, my iPhone five. This is the very first time. Uh, <laughs> it, this is actually probably more of a sad thing to say that it had all the previous. <laughs> iPhones prior, uh, but this is the first time I wasn't able to get the latest one. Part of that is um, no offense to Verizon. I think they have great service and everything, but I wasn't able to really do an early upgrade this time or anything like that, unfortunately. So I could not get the 5S. Um, but oh well. Um, not that I would get a 5C <laughs> or anything either, you know. Um, I think, I don't know, 5C is, it looks kind of neat. Um, I, th- I think it has the same hardware as a iPhone right. 5. It's just the, the colors. The is the, the big I one. heard the um, battery life is a little bit better than the 5. Really? Oh, just I don't, a little bit. I don't think I actually heard that. That's good to I, know. I heard I that when it was first coming out and they were announcing it and things like that. And I'm like, I don't know if I really can justify that whole thing for just a C. Right. If that's the only thing, I guess I would suck it up, especially if you have your kind Longer of- battery, you could uh, turn your brightness up a little bit more there, Big T. Ooh, good point. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh man, I uh, I also have my uh, iPad Mini Retina, which I do I do use quite a bit. I like it a lot. Play a lot of Hearthstone on there. It's a great game. You should pick it up today if you don't have it already. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I have a Windows Seven desktop that I'm not actually using very often at this point. Unfortunately, I do like it. A lot. I like Windows Seven quite a bit, even though it's outdated. I guess it's not the latest and greatest, but I kind of think it is the greatest. Um, Matt, you had, what was your opinion on uh, seven versus eight at this point? I think you've kind of gone back and forth on it, right? Well, yeah, I switched from uh, Windows seven to the Mac. Um, I did really enjoy Windows seven. Um, they just, uh, you know, it seemed like they had a lot of small things that they they worked through from XP to seven that they got right. Um, and I haven't really spent much time on Windows eight, uh, so it was kind of. Uh, you know, I think they've got moved things around a lot in Windows 8. It would be kind of a, a learning ter- curve to jump back into it. But, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Windows 7. Yeah, I, yeah, my experience with 8 is limited. But at the same time, um, I had to set set it up on a, a laptop that my grandparents got, and it was terrible. I could not get email to work for whatever reason. <laughs> like, simple, simple email. It just was not – the account was working, but it was not receiving emails right. I just don't understand. I was talking to her today about it at our Mother's Day brunch or whatever, and it was uh, I was just telling her I should probably just upgrade to eight point one or whatever. You know, that, is it an email that might that alone might help? I can't say that for certain, but I'm sure it can't hurt. Anyway, was that um, an email client you were trying to set up? Yeah, it was just the the default mail client in uh, oh mail that's Windows right. eight. Yeah, it was or Outlook, whatever whatever they call it now. I guess <laughs> that's it's, just, like, it's called I default call, mail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, I think they might have changed the name, but I was trying um, to think like you can't get Gmail working on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that was interesting. But <laughs> Couldn't get to the website and log in. Yeah. It is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So let's. So Matt, let's go with. Uh, hey, what? Uh, what did? What are some apps that you uh, you can't really uh, live without right now? 
Um, I guess I have uh, two big ones. Uh, one's Evernote. Um, I kind of track all of my to-dos and uh, trying to go paperless, so I've got a bunch of stuff scanned into there. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of uh, stuff with Evernote. Um, and then uh, Dropbox is the big one for me. Um, all my photos are stored onto Dropbox and any other, you know, files and, and what have you I, I put onto Dropbox. So nice. those are th- two big ones. Oh, cool. Uh, Tony? Um, I would say one of the biggest ones right now for me is 1Password. I have that on Windows, my Mac, and my iPhone. And um, whenever I'm logging into anything, um, without having to, because beforehand I would um, write my passwords down in plain text, <laughs> in a, like a notebook or whatever, just because there's so many of them. <laughs> Logging oh, yeah. into different things. I'm like, well, I'm logging into a bank or Gmail or whatever. I'm like, these need to be a little bit more secure. I know um, before I was, a, that's, that's probably not the best way to do anything like that. So, um, Did I, you have one of those uh, notebooks with the little key and lock on it so you could keep it a little more secure? No, I didn't even do that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was pretty Living on the edge. Bad. Living on the edge. I'm sure it was probably bad, but um, you know, with, with uh, the one password, there's auto-generated passwords, and you can kind of put it if you want you know, lowercase, uppercase, alphanumeric, all those symbols, everything, and how long you want, you know, how many characters you want them to be. And I thought that was really good. And I can kind of sync all that in. And then, of course, I can remember one password, um, which I don't write down. That's just me. That That's my own personal password um, that I always keep. And then um, I think that's great. And I like how I can sync that in. I have that working um, kind of in Dropbox. Um I can kind of save the, a password file in Dropbox, and then everything syncs to it, and I think that works out really well. I tried it for a while, and I, I don't know. I, I think I eventually got rid of it. I just mm-hmm. seemed a little too. Maybe I wasn't using it correctly or something, but I, I found it actually more tedious in in the end. But um, I just I'm glad what, you're I'm glad you're liking it. Oh yeah, I I think at first you know you just got to set it all up, and then it can kind of go down like all your um um. Everything you have a password for it can kind of give you it rates it on a little level of security, and uh, of the password. I think it, if it's like a plain text password, it's probably a little less. And if it has like you know the uppercase, the lowercase, you know ampersand or dollar yeah. sign, then it's going to be a little higher. And obviously, if it's longer, it'll be a lot better too. Um, and then um, after you have all that set up, then it really seems to be seamless through <laughs> everything I'm using. I like that you call it an ampersand. <laughs> that was awesome. Did I say that right? <laughs> Amper, ampersand. Ampersand. Ampersand, yeah. Ampersand, <laughs> no, I, I, like, I like yours better. I'm the guy who says it, and I did not pick that up. I, Brian, I, Brian taught me what that thing was called. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Ampersand. I think ampersand. I'm like, wait. It's so- an ampersand. I'm like. And then it's like uh, symbol. Should yeah, I say yeah, ampersand? I symbol? I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Um, I like and um, I guess some other apps I use um, on, a, on a, I would say either daily, if not daily, then weekly would be Evernote because I'm really trying to make everything paperless. I know Matt said that too. Um, really trying to get everything in Evernote. And I think if you have one program, one thing you can do, then you're more likely to, to keep using it and to keep it organized. Um, but if you have different things and you, you're kind of scattered through other things, whether For sure. it's physical and, or digital, then you might not necessarily commit to one thing. So. I'm slowly trying to get everything into Evernote. Yeah, I'm all about the all-in-one, which, again, yeah. is part of the reason I liked uh, the way Google Drive worked before. <laughs> nice. Yes. Which is, uh, um, and the last thing is Google Drive slash Gmail, because <laughs> everything is going into Gmail, or you know, I communicate a lot through Gmail. I would say more Gmail. Kind of Google Drive, too, but I'm trying to get everything over to Evernote more so than Google yeah. Drive. Yeah, but. cool. And uh, don't judge me, but uh, the app... <laughs> 
probably one of the apps I use the most. Uh, possibly, un- unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, uh, it's Facebook. I, I do, I am in there a lot. It is, uh, I mean, it's the ultimate social networking, you know, app out there pretty much. So, uh, however you feel about it one way or another, uh, I use it a lot. Uh, so that's probably one of the biggest ones I use. Aside from that, uh, you know, the mail, kind of using a combination of just the default iPhone mail client and the Gmail app. I've used, I've also used Mailbox in the past, and I I like it. There's things that I'm not super sold on, but um, it is a good app. Um, other than that, I use the Chase uh, app that that they provide. Uh, I use that a lot. Chase Bank, checking. Right? What's that? Oh, Chase Bank. Chase Bank. Yes, thank you. Chase Bank, uh, their app is really nice, not only for checking balances and all that, but the quick pay feature is amazing. I use that constantly. Um, and all my friends have it anyway, and it, it works out really well for that kind of stuff, you know, splitting checks or anything like that. You got, it kind of avoids that a lot yes. of times where we I can like just that. quick pay each other. Um and then they have that feature in there also that uh, where you can scan checks and everything, which I haven't actually even used in a while. I think paper checks is something I pretty rarely even get anymore, but um, that is a pretty cool feature. I think Chase is at the top of you know the banking technology right now. I would say. Um, and then I also you know like I, I mentioned prior, I, I still use Google Drive quite a bit, and um, now they're. Uh, whatever you want to call them, their counterpart apps, I guess, uh, which uh, is what it is, I guess. <laughs> I'm, oh yes, because I'm using them. It's gone away, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so what uh, are there any? Let's start again here with Matt. Just one other thing here. What are there any projects in particular? Any tech-related projects that you're currently working on? Um, yeah, and uh, this is going to relate to the uh, XP Boost section, but. Uh, I was checking out this website today. It's uh, called If This Then That. Uh, I think it's just called Ift, uh, but I F T T. And we're back, Matt. You're talking about Ift. Oh, yep. Uh, so this is gonna relate to the XP Boost section, but uh, I just started checking out a website called If This Then That. Uh, it's called Ift. I F T T T dot com. You basically take two apps, plug them together on the internet. Um, so a couple of examples of what I was using it for. Uh, uh, Someone makes a, a Facebook photo, they post me or tag me in it, uh, it's going to grab that and download it to my photos in Dropbox. Or uh, if I create a calendar event and I give it some wonky text that it's going to search for, it's going to go and create a, an Evernote note for that. Um, they also have some stuff you can do for your phone. So I don't know, you, you uh, get to work and it'll turn your phone on silent or you get home and turn it off silent. They've got a bunch of stuff like that. I think it's better support on Android. I think Android's got more stuff open for that Um but um, yeah, it's a pretty cool site, um, and was uh, getting into it. Cool. Out for iPhone? What's that? Is that out for iPhone? Uh, yeah, they've got an iPhone app as well. Uh, so they've got, uh, you know, I could be totally wrong here, but I think it's a little bit more limited on what you can do with the iPhone uh, versus Android. But um, I, I should probably check that out. Okay. Sounds interesting. Yes, That's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> We're right along Tony. here, Tony. <laughs> yes. What uh, uh, What about you? Your Your projects go on. What I'm kind of working on when I when I have free time um, are basically um, I have a lot of pictures and I like to try to organize them as best I can. Um, try to ever pick, and I'm not a big fan of Flickr. Um, 
and right now I'm kind of using this thing called This Life, and um, <clears throat> I'm trying to find something good to just store them all. I'm sure I have them on my computer, you know, whether it be my iPhone or um, my um, MacBook Pro. But um, you, uh, you sound a little quiet, Tony. Are you uh, really a little bit? Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Go I, on. <laughs> I don't know if I need to start over. If you guys... No, nah, you're you're good. Keep going. Keep going. Sure. Roll with it. Uh, um, but I'm looking for more of a kind of a, an online photo storage or service just to kind of put them all. Seems like I, I mean, I just got back from a wedding, so I have, I don't even know how many pictures, but I know I have uh, maybe 50, 60, maybe even 100. Thousands? Yeah. I mean, that that's just, um, you know, taking a picture is a lot easier today than it was you know, 20 years ago. I mean, we have a lot of them, so I'm kind of just looking for something with a lot of storage and, you know, decent price right now. So that's kind of one one thing I've been kind of looking at. Um, and then also trying to just kind of go paperless, you know, get everything to Evernote. That's what I got going on. Shane? Paperless. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what do I yeah. got? So I've been uh, I've been looking into getting a little additional podcasting equipment. Um, so I bought... Uh, I mean, so far it's, it's just a start. I think each of us, and go ahead and say right right away, we we each have the uh, the Blue Yeti microphones, which have been really nice. That's what I use. That's what Eric uses on our on the Wildernet podcast that we both do. It's really really decent mics, uh, condenser mics. Um, recently, I acquired a a uh, a shock mount along with a, an arm uh, extendable retractable arm, whatever you want to call it. That's uh, it's really been. Working out pretty well so far. It's only been a couple of days that I've had it, but so far so good. Um, so I'm really kind of digging that. Uh, another thing that I'm really, well, I guess I also have on on here. I have, I have Google Docs is is something that I still kind of struggle with, obviously, but something that I really wish Google Docs would do. There's a couple of things, and I thought about actually writing a review for this, but there's a couple things it does not do, which is copy, copy and paste, uh, a doc, a document within Google docs, within the app. You can't duplicate a document, which is pretty unfortunate. And I really want to be able to do this, that and creating links. You can't, have you guys noticed this? You can't do either of these things within the Google docs app. And that's, uh, the, uh, uh, phone app or the online either one, app. either the, well, no, you can do it. You can do it on the website, on the desktop version, but, um, you really can't do links. iOS apps, yeah, no, you can't. As oh. far as I can tell, unless unless you guys no, can prove I've, me wrong. Um, so that's kind of a project. That's something along with the podcasting, you know, in general, just making things easier. Right now, I'm looking at our notes, our show notes within again within the Google Docs app, and I can't. It's it's I can once links are created, I can actually click on them or tap on them, but unfortunately, I can't create a link within there, and um. If I want to duplicate, you know, a previous document and um, to create the next episode, it doesn't really allow me to do that. So those are a couple of things I really, that's sort of a project of mine that I have no control over, actually. But uh, <laughs> there may be, who knows, maybe there's another solution out there besides uh, Google. I'm sure it's got to be things that they're working on. But anyway, sure. um you could go to maybe a website that just spams their email or whatever they've, they've got their developers saying, fix this now. That could be your project. Your project could be to motivate them to, to get that working. <laughs> yeah, and, and just another real quick thing. Last thing, uh, something I'm 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 really trying to do 
definitely a project I'm working on is consolidating my desktop computer, my desktop, my laptop. What I really like, I have that Windows 7 desktop. I have my MacBook, which is kind of an older MacBook. And I would really like to get just one. I, I really, ideally, I wish I had the Retina MacBook that Tony has. That would be ideal. If I could just kind of consolidate consolidate that into one single, uh, you know, PC, for lack of a better term. Sell I think it all. That would be nice. You're, exactly. It. I think I'm going to have to do some selling here. And Again, you could just staple them together. The staplers. That's that's true. <laughs> it's like what Matt said about the Nest last week. With yes. The, uh, smartphone. Yeah, staple stuff around. That's staple stuff to the wall. Of course. All right. Well, hey, uh, I think I think that's I think that's about it. Other than hey, what do you guys? Uh, real quick, I, I think I have to mention this. What, what are you guys drinking right now? <laughs> Actually, I'm just drinking ice mountain water. Oh, ice you, mountain, you slacker! <laughs> I am onto a moon man. On, Matt's onto a moon man. Uh, <laughs> Googlers, I'm on to a hop happy MKE Brewing Company. Uh, it's called Hop Happy. Yeah. All right, well, hey, let's uh, let's just dive right in here to the news. Okay, we got the news here right off the bat. I and I have an article to start us off here. This is from Mashable, 3D printing everything you need to know in two minutes. It's probably the shortest article you'll ever read, and and. I don't actually visit Mashable a lot, so maybe most of their uh, articles are actually videos, and this was in this case. There was this little little piece of text in there, but essentially it just goes over 3D printing in general. And I think this is a great topic when it comes to simplifying our everyday lives when it comes to technology, because clearly, I mean, you know, it, it speaks to itself. Clearly being able to print 3D things in a home environment could be huge, and um, one of the things they talk about here is that the process of 3D printing is referred to as um, additive manufacturing, you know, and it's essentially building these, uh, whatever the material may be at the time, layer upon layer upon layer, making a 3D part or whatever you, or what have you. And, um, you know, you start off with a blueprint for um, a 3D blueprint. You can use a program such as Blender. That's a great 3D application um i i've used from time to time it's a free 3d modeling program works really well so that's you know that's the starting point once you have that you can um you know the 3d printer itself i'm actually not sure how much these things run right now i'm sure they're not cheap but you know your most typical the most common material you're going to use in a 3d printer is plastic and they use this uh bioplastic which melts you know it gets melted heated up and melts and then layer upon layer cools and you know layer each individual layer eventually builds up that you know piece of plastic i guess um another thing that they're using is they're starting to do this with food and um (laughs) different apparently you know body parts they're experimenting in the medical industry you know uh, even organs possibly which is crazy i mean it's it's science, but it's it's, it's cool. <laughs> it's it's a really great idea. Um, and apparently, even in um, one of the things this, this article really stresses is in China they apparently they created ten houses in just a single day. 
with giant 3D printers at the cost of $5,000 per house, which is just, it almost doesn't seem real. That seems like it was taken from some, uh, you know, parody website or something, but it's just, it's a crazy thing. It's, it seems to be building exponentially the popularity of 3D printers because I'm going to be honest, all three of us heard about 3D printers way back when there was, there was this website, uh, figureprints.com, which allowed you to build a 3D character of your, in this particular case, I think they do other games now. It was World of Warcraft at the time, but it was, it was a really cool idea because you could total, do your completely customizable or your, your character directly from the game and, and make this 3D model of them. And then ever since that, you've been hearing more and more about 3D printing and what what are your guys? Would be th- under the uh, the body parts section, right? What's that? <laughs> a little, little character. That's the printing body parts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but what do you guys? What are your thoughts on uh, on three D printing in general? I get, my 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 first thought is this: uh, ten houses in a day at five thousand dollars a house. This sounds terrible for the housing market. This is going to be. <laughs> I mean, aren't we just just recovering from that? Now this is going to crash it again once people realize they can build a house for five thousand bucks. Well, you know what. That's, that's somewhat true. I'll tell you, I'm sure these houses are terrible living conditions, but at the same time, that's great for like third world countries, right? I mean, this could be incredible for people in poverty, I would imagine. Did it say the material of those uh, houses? No, I, I did not catch the material they were using specifically for that, but I, I mean, I'm sure it's not all just plastic. It's it's probably curious something. what the food tastes like. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, no, that... it's uh I think the food we're talking about like desserts mostly, uh, I believe. Ah, okay. Yeah, something that uses frosting and those types of things. That. Maybe so. chocolate. Right. It's not it's not the point of Star Trek yet where you can, you know, <laughs> get your whole meal, you know, Replicator. full cheeseburger in 2 seconds or anything like that, but um Tony, what what, what do you think, man? Um I'm I, I think this is probably still new. I know there's a lot of different technologies out there um, for uh, 3D printing. Um, I I don't know too much about like, is it all just plastic? Can you get like metals or maybe that's down right. the road? Oh, I mean, I'm sure, obviously yeah. you'd have to heat that up more. And then there's um, different energies to cool these things as well as, you know, to heat this stuff up. Right. You know what's, so, yeah, exactly. It's, it's interesting. You should bring that up because it's, I think it's always, and to make that Star Trek connection, I think everyone assumed we would get to the point where we'd have machines that would build things on a molecular level, you know, physical objects. But this is, this is kind of a, a next step toward that. Maybe that I think people didn't really consider when they were thinking the future, when it came to, you know, creating physical objects out of a machine like that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Star Trek, they, they talk about replicator rations. Now who knows what that funny word means, like how they throw something in and then you can make anything physical. Right. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think this, this is a step in that direction. Yeah. Um, but also with um, um, with the blueprints. Now, if, if this takes off even further than what we see now, like, you know, if people are making a blueprint, then is that like an intellectual property? And then is there hacking? I know um, there's been things in the news as well as with guns. But um, that's, right. yeah, that's probably going to be where the that money's was... at in terms of. And then there's some sort of regulation. I'm sure that has to happen. But I mean. You know, oh, I got a 3D printer. I've got this material. Let me hack my way into finding, you know, AK-47 or whatever. Boom, print, print, print. And then, of course, where's the serial numbers on those, right? 
Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I don't true. know. I'm just thinking of all those things. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's Tony. good. That's hear you good. just fine. Uh, but um, you know, I I I I'm sure there's a lot of unanswered questions because this technology is still really new. But um, I'm sure we'll we'll get there as as things come up. I'm sure there was a lot more when computers first came up, and and I know the whole thing with music and anything that's potentially pirated. But um, they'll they'll come up with uh with all that stuff. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So hey, Matt. Uh, why don't you uh talk about your article there, sir? All right. So this one's from The Verge. Uh. Oculus wants to build a billion-person MMO with Facebook. So uh, the Oculus Rift is that uh, virtual reality uh, kind of uh, headset that you can wear. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, you know, uh, really, really well done. Um, and they actually have uh, John Carmack, who is uh, very well respected in the uh, video gaming industry. Uh, I think he was the original creator of Wolfenstein 3D, if you can remember back then. But uh, then you know, through the Quake and Doom series, I think he was the, uh, the lead. Uh, so they've got some uh, some big names behind the, the Oculus there. Uh, and Facebook bought it, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, for however many billions of dollars they, they threw at it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now they're going to try and use that to build a, an MMO game. Um, we normally think about MMOs, like we were just talking about with Warcraft, but uh, that just means massively multiplayer online. So just a ton of people online doing whatever it is they want to do together. So I don't know what Facebook would, would do. I'm, I'm just assuming something you just kind of hang out with your friends. Yeah, I hope um, it's not everyone just gets forced into it or anything like that <laughs> they get you're just already in this and they did that was one of the things right the oculus oculus rift they did drop the rift in the name now right since facebook bought them oh did they i, I yeah, think i don't know i i thought that was probably considering the article Maybe. you know the title doesn't mention rift specifically no no they don't um i want to say that's part of it For some reason that's a facebook thing you know when they were the facebook <laughs> they had to drop oh, the, the yeah. according to justin timberlake of course <laughs> That's right. He knows everything. Uh, <laughs> I think it was him. He 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 wanted him to drop the rift also, but uh, you know that's uh, that's very interesting. I actually hadn't heard this, but um, very interesting. It's it's a little bit scary, maybe. But would you guys uh, play this game if it came out? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scary, but hell yeah, I would I would. Totally oh yeah, that. I would try any. I would at least try it out. You know, it's one of those things. Allow Facebook to post on your, or allow Oculus to post on your behalf. Oh, okay, and then you can always uh, undo that, right? Go into settings and uh, <laughs> the new poking right. features. Now it's a virtual poke. You can actually <laughs> exactly see where does someone it stop? poke you. <laughs> when I when I first heard this, I thought like Oculus with with Facebook, and I was just like, do I put a headset on? And then it's like I'm di- I'm in a digital environment with my friends. Right. And then maybe I can change that digital environment. I'm like, all right, I'm at Perkins with my friends. Maybe I can skip. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, I can be at fake Perkins with my friends or maybe real Perkins with my friends and save myself a couple bucks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. just you put the headphones on. 3D print your wall. food, your oh, Perkins there. food, before you go there, though. Oh, virtually. True. Then it's like, oh, we just ate at Perkins. Maybe I can virtual smoke, too. That's <laughs> healthier for you, right? You can kind of do that with e-cigarettes now. Well, that's but, true. Uh, it's virtually smoking, really. I guess that makes sense. Have you got, what, do you, but, uh, what about that uh, uh, Sony? Uh, what the hell is the Sony project? Oh, they're that's what on? I was thinking about because of um, their MMO that was going to be an offshoot of it. Their, um, oh, crap. What was that called? That, that well, space MMO. I was, yeah, what, oh, did they just announce that? Because uh, I'm just thinking, what is the Sony equivalent of the Oculus that they're working on right now that I can't even think of? Do you guys know the name of it? Um, the Sony no. Oculitis, right? That's it. <laughs> All right, Sony's coming out with a. So well, Sony's what, coming out with uh, something similar one? to Oculus. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, it is. It's something similar. Um, but it's probably a little Project higher Morpheus? quality. What is it? Is it Project Morpheus? Yes, Morpheus. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, Sony's doing things like Morpheus and Sony Live or Sony Now. What is it? Anyway, they got all kinds of different things uh, in the pipeline right now. But I think Sony's version of the Oculus looks like it might be a little higher quality. We'll see. And they've got, you know, it could be one of those things where you've got the Oculus to kind of feed off of. You can see what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong, and you can iterate on that. So mm-hmm. I think Sony's actually got a pretty good thing going for them too with that. But uh, I don't know. Facebook owns the one, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Tony, you want to uh, talk about what uh, you want to talk about here real quick? Oh, yeah. Uh, my article is... Um it's a, an article on uh, by or on Edu- Engadget, um, smartphones for hire. Which personal assistant is right for you? And the uh, the personal assistants they kind of go through are you know, Apple Siri, uh, Google Now, um, and um, the new one is Microsoft. Uh, it's uh, Cortana. 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 Which oh, I would know that if I is actually called Cortana. It it actually is going to be called Cortana. Yep. Cortana. That one is beta. Everything else is out and ready to go. Unless um, I'm wrong. <laughs> that? That's what my understanding was. They were really going to call it that, but they are uh, calling. It I'm that. pretty sure. Yeah, it's not just a code name. Oh no, that's not. Yeah, yeah, that one's out. And um, um, the article kind of goes through, kind of in um, it's kind of like in a in a in a it's sort of a I would say a resume kind of isk um. Um, fashion about like which ones are good and um, kind of their bullet points of them. And um, Siri um, is obviously the iPhone one um, digital assistant where um, you kind of talk into it um, and it, you know, tells you stuff, you know, in a nutshell. (laughs) It tells you Uh, stuff. (laughs) um, The the one with all three of these and um, um, I should say Siri is, is, is kind of different than um, all three of these in a way that there really isn't a way to, to type in what you want, whether that be like, you know, what restaurants or whatever Siri, you, you use your voice to, to, um, to kind of talk and, you know, it could be anything from, you know, what's the weather today or, you know, send a message, a text message to, you know, your, your pal or read, you know, my email and it'll read to you. But, um, you know, you can't type in anything like you can with, let's say, uh, the Google now one where, um, again, you can say things like, and I should say all of them, you know, do things like, you know, you know, make an appointment for me or, you know, you know, set up reminders to do different things um, and different dictation things where, you know, you know, let's write an email to whoever, you know, again, using your voice um, or, you know, you know, call Shane or call Matt. Um, all of them do things like that. Is it but, doing um, it right now? I'm sorry. Is it calling us? It's yes. Yes, it <laughs> did. I said to call. But um. So they all do things like that, but um, for the most part, the article kind of you know in, talks about that too. But um, um, one thing I found out was um, um, when reading this article was that the um, that Siri didn't have like a bar to search, like a, a standalone bar, and like um, Microsoft's Cortana. Did I say that right? I don't know I, why I keep thinking. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't really play Halo either, so except what? with you guys. <laughs> With you guys a little bit, but I never really owned an Xbox, I should say. Oh, there's the full disclosure. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, and then Google Now, which you can download for um, iOS. Um, 
So I kind of played around with that one too. But there's also a, a search there where you can kind of search different things. And just to kind of give you a rundown, and I think I, I did a bit with Siri, um, but with the um, with Google now, it uses cards and it kind of learns your um, your habits. And I would say this one's more for um, like when you travel back and forth, it kind of picks up on um, you know where you go to work, you know wh where your home is, um, and it kind of goes. It gets information through if you have Gmail. Um, this is something the article didn't really talk too much about, but if you have Gmail, it kind of dives into that a little bit. Um, and um, one time when I, I was kind of trying it out, um, I had a package that came to me. So um, what Google now does, it'll show up saying, you have, a, you have a package, your package is at your door or something like that. Um, and it got that information from a Gmail. And I'm like, well, this stuff, this, uh, my Gmail account. But so I, I kind of, I was a little surprised about that. I'm like, you know, how much is this really you know, in terms of, you know, there's these privacy, you know, things that kind of factor in. And how much does Google really know? What did you have at your door again, Tony? I had a package. You had a package? <laughs> I did a little yes. tweaking. What would you do with that package? I did a little tweaking. Oh, that's good to know. You can keep <laughs> looking at it and tweaking <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Oh, nice. <laughs> the problem the is Google knows, Google knows regardless you have a package at your door. So you might as well let them be helpful and tell you that it's there. Tony, did you have a Honking. package at your door? <laughs> I don't even remember what that There's the blockade. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about those. I had to pull oh, those yeah. in there real quick. That's fine. I could be the... the you can keep one. looking at it and tweaking it. The That's main how purpose. it should be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. What? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, uh, no, that, that's fine. But um, so I would say that's that's kind of either a good thing or a bad thing. But with, with Google now, you know, the more you use it, the more um, the more habits it kind of picks up. And then it'll try to tell you about those things like you know with obviously with traffic if you're kind of going back and forth between work but then let's say you know you you know you might maybe you bought something on target.com or something and you got a receipt or you got you know your your packages in but so then maybe um google be like well there's a target that's like two blocks away from your work you could stop here afterwards you know it might say something like that um and um you know or if you like coffee it might be like oh there's a starbucks right next to work or right next to your house or you know on this commute um, but those are different things that I, I saw with Google versus uh, Siri, um, and then and then with Microsoft's uh, one that's it's in beta. Um, one thing I really did like about that that it didn't that the other ones didn't have is um, you can have contact specific reminders, and the other two don't have that. Like you can be like, uh, send a reminder the next time I let's say, you know, the next time I talk to Shane, make sure that I remind him about oh our podcast that comes up. So then when you're calling Shane, you know, in a day or two, um, it'll remind kinda, on the screen, it'll come up. So oh, thought, that's well, cool. So I thought that was kind of nice. Although, is that um, Android only or is that uh, iPhone as well? Um, Windows phone, right? Oh, I think that's Microsoft only. Oh, that's Microsoft? Oh. And that, that, was the, um, that was the other thing. Like, obviously, Siri is iOS or Apple only. Google Now is, I believe, Android only. This didn't go too much into the article. But you can download Google now for the iPhone, right. and I think I think one drawback with that is your GPS is always on, so uh, that can, yeah, that can kind of uh, drain your battery a bit. <laughs> I can't uh, yeah, turn your brightness down it. even more. Oh, that's a good point. You know, it's, it, it's really <laughs> like what what's worth soon. it. You know, do you want to know that there's going to be a sale at Target on your way home from work, or do you want that better brightness? Yours. Why can't I have both? I haven't Tony. played too much with Microsoft's Cortana, so. I, I saw a video on YouTube. Uh, that's pretty much my experience. Is but, it still uh, I don't know. beta? Do you know? I, I, I feel think like it's it is not... still beta, yeah. but I, I haven't heard too much. Um, 
I think that was a great. Uh, I gotta say, I gotta give them credit. I, I feel like that's a perfect name they could have decided on for that. Ever since Microsoft bought Bungie, that's oh yeah. that's it's almost too obvious. But I think it was a good call, a really good name. I don't know if it's gonna try like gamers will completely understand it, but everyone else is gonna be <laughs> well. But what's the difference? I mean, Siri, no yeah, one knows no what that knows means it. either. I'd they be just, I'd be curious to know like the demographic of gamers. Um, smartphones like do they go for ios do they go android or i wonder if the, some of them will come, kind of come over to microsoft because of that i don't I'd, know I'd what, really what do you guys think seeing... of all these um of all these like you know whether they be voice activated or you know any kind of these assistants do you guys even use yours you use siri i know you guys both have iphones yeah i, I mean i use siri a fair amount in in the car it's it's really nice for that not being able to stay focused on the road obviously it's it's really nice for that. I just have to, you know, touch the one button, and especially ever since uh, what is it, the seven point one update, you can actually just hold it down and then release it when you, you know, as soon as you're done, and it just starts listening at that point, or mm. whatever you want to call it. But um, it's really good for that. I can't speak to any of the others. I think I think this is really helpful, and I think you did a really thorough job, Tony, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, Matt, do you use any of those at all? Uh, yeah, I use Siri quite a bit. Uh, my biggest gripe with Siri is that uh, it records what you're saying and then it uh, sends it through the internet to whatever server they've got. So if your internet's down, if you're in a place where that doesn't, you know, somehow doesn't have service, or if their server is down, uh, voice activation just doesn't work. And it seems like it happens more than it probably should with Siri. Um, I know Google's, they've got the, with, with the Chrome app, they've got the, a voice recorder. I don't know if it's the the same thing as Google now. If it's using the same technology, but it just translate your translate whatever you're saying into text and then uses that. So and it does it really that, well. It, it does a good say, job. The Google but, yeah. one because it's all live and it, you just see the text as you're saying it, which I think is really cool actually. And that's one thing I I kind of wish Siri actually would do, but and the, from the Microsoft one what, from the video I saw, I think Microsoft does the same thing that what you were saying Google does too, where you see that text live and then it kind of. Yep. It kind of just um, shows you what it has, and then it 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 um it kind of shows you what you might want after, like what words you might have. But then if you stop, it'll kind of just end the sentence there, and um, right, it, it'll be good. But one thing I did in my in that article that I think you guys might like is let me just see. I think I wrote this down actually, so I wouldn't forget. Um, <laughs> um, in Google now, um, oh crap, I forgot what it said. When you say um make me a sandwich um, <laughs> um i don't know if you guys read this too in the article but um but when it says it says um okay you say um make me a sandwich and then google says what get it yourself so i thought <laughs> and they all have different fun little things but i thought that was kind of funny because uh i didn't we, know that us three kind of i know siri <laughs> used to be able to say quite a few different phrases that eventually apple you know uh wisened up to and took out of there completely Different things about like where to hide a dead body and crazy oh stuff God. like that. <laughs> I think eventually they were like, uh, yeah, because they bought that from that. It was it was standalone app originally, Siri Digital Assistant, a personal oh, assistant, yeah. whatever I it was. Oh yeah, about that. That's right. So I think Apple just needed to figure out certain phrases that they needed to actually remove before. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I you know I like Siri quite a bit. I think there's I'm sure there's things they're still working on with it. Um, constantly, I'm sure it's constantly being worked on, but, 
Uh, and yeah. this is great. It, it, competition is is only going to help you know e- each other. They're they're just going to try to be better than one another and learn yeah. from them. And ultimately, it's going to make uh, each of these digital personal assistants, whatever you want to call them, uh, better. I think because of it. So, kudos to you, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, should we uh, get on to the next section here? Oh boy! Yeah. yeah. You guys ready? Oh boy! Ready for this? Y'all ready for this? You heard about this? XP boost. Okay, so today our XP boost section is going to be who's who's taking this one. I, I think both Tony and Matt have uh, had a lot of experience with this topic in particular. But is anyone taking the reins on this specifically, or? I think Matt is. Uh-oh. Matt, you, you doing this, Matt? You, you heard about this? You're, you seen this? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I could. Let's see how this goes. Go for it. He'll start at least. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, the XP boost section uh, this week is going to be photo management. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of just uh, Tony and I talking about our, our experiences and, uh, and things we've used in the past and then uh, kind of where we're at right now and maybe where we want to get going. Um, and I think uh, both of us can kind of agree that uh, – we had used this uh, the, the one app in particular called uh, Everpix, which is now no longer uh, available. But to me, it felt like it was kind of the, the pinnacle of uh, photo management. Uh, it just sucked all your photos in. You didn't have to worry about it. It uh, removed duplicates. It picked out highlights and then also sent you email flashbacks of, um, you know, just uh, on this day, you know, two years ago, you were doing here's some photos from that or you know, 10 years ago. Um, so it kind of rewarded you for putting a bunch of photos in there. Um, yeah. So it had the whole, uh, I guess, collection in, in terms of getting these photos and the, the consumption and, um, you know, getting a daily email, you know, of, of what photos you have. Daily quests. Uh, daily quests. The view your photos from previous years unlocked. Um, I was going to say, it sounds like achievements when you get your yearly uh, <laughs> flashback. Anyway, <laughs> continue, uh, please. Maybe a terrible series show. Uh, <laughs> so... I guess before doing anything in photo management, I was uh, using iPhoto, um, and I didn't really like it. It was uh, I, well, I was using it on a, a Mac Mini, which only had four gigs of RAM, so it, was, it felt very slow and sluggish, um, and just felt like a lot of work. Um, just both importing photos and then sorting them and and what have you. So I needed to get off of that. Um, I don't. Know, what were you guys maybe using something in the past that you didn't? I like. <laughs> still have iPhoto, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of it either, to be honest. I every time every time I plug in my iPhone to my Mac, it brings it up, and I don't. I almost never want to actually be have iPhoto brought up, but brings it up every time, and and I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure at one point I imported a bunch of photos to iPhoto, and I think I lost some photos in the process because there was a lot of storage space that I was just all I did was sync up my photos from my phone to iPhoto. And then I, the only reason I did that was because I was running out of storage space on my iPhone at the time. And it, I think ultimately it just synced them up. And then I told it to delete the photos from my iPhone. And then suddenly there was just a ton of space left over afterwards. Even after I, I re-imported the photos after back to my iPhone. And then suddenly I had a ton less space or more space available on my phone. So ever since that, I haven't, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I, I feel like I'm missing a bunch of photos ever since then. But, um, oh. so I'm not the big, I'm actually not the biggest fan of iPhoto. Tony. 
Um, I first started using iPhoto, and I kind of liked how I could um, organize my photos into events. And I, I had nothing before. I think just you know my iPhone. But before that, pff, I had nothing. Um, you know, and then because of the iPhone, um, I'm like, well, I'm taking a lot more pictures. You know, I gotta start putting them somewhere. And I really never thought of anything before that. Um, but then I tried iPhoto, and um, I kind of liked that because I had a small manageable amount. Now we're getting to some huge, some like 4,000 pictures, and I'm sure that's nowhere near compared to, I'm sure, what a lot of other people have. But, um, you know, four or five, I mean, there's just, just a lot of pictures that I have, and I'm sure you guys have too, but I can't keep, you know, you know, if I, I was just at a wedding over the weekend, and <laughs> I have Hundreds of, of photos. Hundreds of photos, and do I want to kind of pick and choose? Put them in there. Do I want to put them in? Oh, wedding of whatever date this is for whoever the wedding was, you know, let make an event. I guess it's kind of easy, but, you know, I've, I still have a whole bunch I need to go through and put into events. And that just that that takes up a lot of time. And I I wish there was something a lot easier than that. Yeah. And plus, you know, your hard drive takes a dump. You're done if you don't have a backup, you know. So prior to that, all I was using was just, you know, Windows Explorer or. Yeah, Windows Explorer. There you go. Or, or Facebook. I mean, I <laughs> I didn't so. really have. I think iPhoto is the closest I've had to photo management software, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, what? Uh, please go oh. on. <laughs> so I guess uh, <laughs> I'll go on to what I'm what I'm doing right now. Uh, and uh, this seems to work out really well for me. Uh, I've just <laughs> it's going to sound really simple, but I've just got uh, uh, Dropbox. I've got all my photos on Dropbox. They're basically just in a photos folder, uh, sorted. Uh, it, First by year, and then by month, and then boom, the collection of photos. Um, so I'll talk about how I got to that, but the reasons why I really like that is just um, on my phone, any any device, I can just get the, the Dropbox app and view any photos. Um, I think we're just, as long as you know the date, you can just go find the photo really quick. Uh, and I've got some ideas for trying to figure out, you know, how, I, how I'm going to find these these dates better, but... Um, I just, you know, it's there. All the photos are accessible from every app, um, or you know, from any device I want. And that's I, I normally look at photos on my phone. That's kind of the consumption part. Uh, but I still want to get to, like a flashback email going. Um, I've got some thoughts on how I'm going to do that as well. Um, so yeah. that's. I mean, it's unfortunate <laughs> that you have to do that manually at this point. Yeah, I think that was a great. Yeah. The the you flashback guys, photos or the sorting. Was, yeah, the flashback. Like the flashback. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, everything, but the fa- flashback photo specifically. There's one thing. There were many an email I remember from you guys that I'd hear <laughs> where you guys were just, I don't even know how many, but just talking uh, talking up the flashbacks and just Everpix in general um, for the longest incredible. time, and I was just like, God, I don't care about this. But, <laughs> but <laughs> You have more pictures than me, I think, Shane. Well, it's possible. Apparently, photo management is not something I – care about right now it's something i'll get to the point where i'll really want and i think by that point they'll probably have a more solid solution fortunately possible Um, but i'm glad you guys are there to do the research in the meantime though yeah my my whole goal of photo management is everything should be automatic i want the whole collection sorting all that junk to be automatic and i want consumption to be automatic as well so i'm trying to get to a point where i do get flashback emails again uh every day uh it's you know it's definitely not gonna be from everpix but i'll have to figure a solution out for that but um right now i've got the whole collection all that stuff's automatic, um, and I've got uh, pretty close to getting the the consumption part automatic as well. So um, let me just—I'll just run through, you know, most of uh, my wife and I take photos on our phone. Um, 
the then normally what the take a <laughs> well uh, we, well, I'm not used to uh, not used to running this thing. It's it's hard. <laughs> so uh, we take uh, photos on with our with our phone. Uh, the Dropbox app just has a uh, a sync utility to it. Uh, I don't know what it is. You just open the Dropbox app. It finds your new photos, shoves them into a new folder in Dropbox, and then I use a uh, really awesome program called Hazel, and it uh, you can do a whole bunch of uh, automated stuff right now. So I, I'm using Hazel to on my work laptop. It keeps my download folder clean. Anything that's been in there sitting around that folder for more than 15 minutes it deletes but you can also move things with it so it looks and scans this uh, this photo upload folder uh, that Dropbox shoves the folders into uh, it finds those uh, photos and then it, uh, it renames them based on the the date they were taken um, and then it sorts them into those uh, year and month folders I was talking about earlier so as long as uh, my wife and I are just taking photos with our phone um, it's pretty much automatic they're gonna get shoved into the correct folder uh, and sorted um, so all of that stuff's done, though, and uh, I don't do anything with events um, it, because it just seemed like more work than it was worth. I never really opened that up and, and used those. It was, um, it just felt kind of useless to, to spend all that time doing that. I use that more as an organization feature than anything, like a folder inside iPhoto. I, I but you're right. I think I would go more. It seems like are you kind of more towards um, just like the time you have the date stamp on there and everything too you kind of go by that then yeah the time's the big thing and um yeah i spent so much time in iphoto even with the they had that new uh thing where it scans your photos and figures out faces for everybody shane i think i had a ton of you know photos with your just your face on it and i'm you know i spent a lot of time correcting that and getting that you know set up correctly tweaking it um oh. and then <laughs> i never used it i don't so i did it was a little tweaking of, <laughs> you can keep um, looking at it and tweaking it. Oh, very nice. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the big thing. And then uh, another thing, you know, newer generations probably don't have this problem, but uh, I had millions of photos in printed form. And what, what um, is that? Is that no? <laughs> those the five by sevens? Yes, with duplicates. Um, what? So there was this picture. Big, what does that look I, like? I had this big push of. Uh, Getting all of those photos into digital form, um, and uh, I guess I had oh, that, yeah, that, that that just stinks. So the the the, the best way you can do that is Sorry to put it on uh, one of those flatbed scanners. I think that gives you the best quality. But um, I did have the ScanSnap. Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's the I something uh, very nice uh, document scanner, um, and it actually <laughs> did a decent job with photos. So um, I I think it was maybe three or four a minute that it, it did. So just kind of sit down, watch some TV, and scan all these photos. Um, so I've got all of those um, digitized as well, uh, which uh, was, was really nice. So I, I think I, you know, you've got to sacrifice quality with the, the scanner, but uh, I, you know, time-wise, and there's so much more valuable having those digital versus paper sitting in a box somewhere. Did you end uh, up, um, sorry, did you say, did you end just getting rid of your old photos then, or...? Uh oh, yeah. Don't don't tell my wife, but yeah, I threw all those out. Of this <laughs> <laughs> nice, She's nice. probably very upset about that, but I that's was fine. Sick of moving those boxes just around, shred them. Yeah, it's all about like you know physical things. I'd, I'd rather have it all on a computer. That's nice, backed up or whatever. But that's that's great. But and then you can at least see those. Like if you're trying to work on that sort of flashback feature that I yeah, love. Yeah, that was the bigger thing. Yeah, if, you know you can't get a ten year flashback while your ten year photos are mm -hmm. paper. That yeah, exactly. 
Well, I like, you know, we all see these photos. We have many of them. And then how often do we look back at them? And I like how that kind of, you know, you everyone usually looks at their email maybe once a day, maybe more than that or maybe less than that. But you can at least see, you know, if you have it set up. And that's why I really like that Everpick a lot and how you could, you know, see all those, you know, the value of old pictures, too. And I, I thought that was great. And then I think I sent you guys a couple when I had it up. Do you remember this like three years ago, guys? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, that True. was kind of nice. Um, yeah, I do want something like that. I'm always looking for something like that. Um, but I don't know if I want to. I know what you're doing is to, you know, the end game is to make it as seamless and as, you know, so you you can do less, you know, over time. But I really don't even want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the the coolest thing is just totally spoiled by Everpix. Yeah, once once you get this system set up where it sorts it. So uh, yeah. we went to. Scotland recently, uh, well, last like June, so almost a year ago. Um, but we were taking a lot of photos with our phone, and then we'd get home from, uh, you know, going out or hanging out with friends or whatever we're doing during the day. And then you just open the Dropbox app, boom, all that stuff is already synced up, sorted properly, and backed up on on Dropbox. So if we, you know, halfway through the vacation, drop our phone and it busts, or you know, drop it in a lake or whatever we're doing, drop it in the bathtub. Um, yeah, all those photos are already backed up. So. Um, I thought that was really a nice feature of this. Can I ask how much storage you have on Dropbox? Oh, I, yeah, I've got the the hundred gig uh, storage version. I, I think I'm about eighty percent full, so oh, it does fill up pretty quick. I've got probably half of that is photos of my dog that my wife nice. has taken. <laughs> Can I ask how many photos you have total? Do you have that number? Jeez, <laughs> you don't. Have you guys are gonna have to talk for a second while I figure this out. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you gotta count them. All right. Yeah, <laughs> count them. Was there uh, was there anything else in particular about photo management that you wanted to go over? Oh, um, yeah. So I guess the future of once I've got this whole system set up, um, what I'm hoping to do is uh, set up a, another rule in Hazel where it's going to go and uh, based on the file name, find out files that are uh, from that particular day, uh, copy those all into a new folder in Dropbox that's going to sync up, um, and then you know, I guess the in the morning I can just go to Dropbox and you can just create an album based off of a file. So I'll kind of have an album that is, um, and their albums are, are decent. It's not, uh, it's not, I don't know, it's not amazing. It's not, you know, exactly what I want. But uh, then I can just uh, create an album off of that, uh, send the email to my wife. She'll, you know, from her point of view, it's basically the same thing as Everpix where she's just getting an email with a flashback. But I'll just have to log in every day and create that album. Um, but Hazel's going to do the hard work of moving all these uh copying all these these photos there so I can create that album. Um, so that's kind of my my end game. Um, everything almost automatic uh, that, except for that one part of just going into the Dropbox website and creating the album. So um, yeah, nice. I don't know if that's sounds like sounds like you've done a lot of research there, Matt. It's yeah. very good to know, man. Uh, I may be consulting you again at some point about <laughs> this uh, getting this set up, possibly. We'll see. Hopefully, hoping there's going to be a more all-in-one solution at one point. But that, yeah, there's a lot we'll of see. piecemeal here to get it work to work. But uh, I kind of just wanted to share, just so if there's anything that you're trying to get over, if, if you have any other ideas on how to make that uh, that process better, that would be uh, amazing to to hear. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Should we uh, move on to the next section here? Sure. Actually, I don't have a bumper for that, unfortunately. But but Tony, we did we want to 
quickly, Tony, do you want to go over the other apps that you've uh, tried out? Uh, that oh, yeah, I can do that, yeah. Alternatives to iPhoto? Yeah, the alternatives, and I was kind of looking at some of the, uh, the more of the services, just because Everpix was one thing I really liked, and I was like, well, there's some other ones out here. Um, but the thing about Everpix was there was no storage. It was a flat fee. I forgot if it was like 40 bucks a year or something like that. And um, you could upload any pictures. They didn't really have anything with videos, but it was just pictures. Um, and um, oh, I don't even remember it. I think it sorted it by, um, you know, the, 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 the dates. It was the date, yeah. Yeah, I think that was what killed them, though. There was the unlimited uploads where. Yeah, and that's true. Which sucked. That so spoiled me. <laughs> and there was an <laughs> app for iPhone, and you could send it all up there, and. I, I just took pictures, and you know, anytime uh, my iPhone got a new picture, it would just send it up there, and it was awesome. It was, <laughs> and I didn't have to. And then, and then they, you know, they stopped without even kind of telling us. And then after a while, I got an email, but I'm like, oh, I thought of these pictures were, you know, backed up on there. And I'm like, I think it stopped like at the end of October one year, and I was like, oh, that sucks. But anyway, so then um, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Then I kind of tried to throw everything back on iPhoto. But anyway, I tried. Um, I tried Flickr. Flickr gives you a terabyte. And, Flickr? Uh, yeah, they give you a terabyte to use with pictures. And I think there's something in the terms and conditions where they can use some of those pictures or something. I don't know. The only reason I say that is because I like Flickr is by Yahoo. You know, they, they own it. And um, um, the only reason I kind of say that is um, I like their weather app. And, but there's, <laughs> their backgrounds are pictures that people have. So I feel, I feel like they can... You know, any oh. you know, they can use them, and and there could be something in their terms and conditions saying that they can use those um, pictures unless you specifically tell them not to. I think you can maybe opt out of this stuff, but I'm not too sure. Um, which is fine, you know. If if you know, you get a terabyte, and I think that that's a lot of storage, especially for free. Um, so I tried that, but that was a lot of admin work and screwing around and trying to get things to, um, and I get to to kind of fit in a in an organized fashion, and then I. And they've got some tools in there to try to help you out. But I just, it was too much work. <laughs> I can upload everything all at once if I want and spend, I don't know how much time while they all get there. And then I'd have to kind of pick and choose to get things, you know, um, organized. And I, that just took too much time. And I think I only had maybe 200 pictures organized. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I wow, decided that's to That's like only that. one wedding worth. What's that? Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I wasn't even in the wedding. So who knows how much more it will be. Yeah, when you I can delete a lot of those photos then. That's true. <laughs> um, but the other thing I'm currently using right now, and I, I kind of like it, and I'm trying to give them feedback, is a, it's a service called This Life, and it's by Shutterfly. And I think Shutterfly bought them, I think it was either at the end of 2013 or at the end of 2012. Uh, um, but Shutterfly is, um, is a service where you can kind of upload your pictures and you can print them out, whether it be you know on a coffee mug or a shirt or make labels and things like that. They have a lot of things. You can make different books or calendars as well. Um, but this life, you can. They have an iPhone app. Not to be confused with this American life. Correct. <laughs> or that American a, life. Ooh, either or. Both good podcasts. Um, but um, this life is um, is, a, is is a service that it organizes your pictures by the date, and um, it has a face feature too that Matt was talking about, kind of negatively in iPhoto. <laughs> <laughs> I love the face Which, feature. It, it's kind of nice because you can kind of find pictures. Um, they have a really good search because um, I think um, this life knows you're going to have a lot of pictures. Um, but there is a limit on this. I think it's 25,000 pictures. And that's for. Oh, my God. I think it's. Um, oh. Which, you know, it's a good amount for a while. 
but I, I'm sure people have a lot more than that. Um, but it's either 25,000 pictures or videos. And I think it's that or a spec- or 100 gigs. So it could be 25,000 videos, really? Uh, yeah. Well, it's up to 100. It's either that or 100 gigs, I think it ah. gives you. Whichever comes or, first, pretty much? Yeah, like a, it's pretty uh, much what comes first, yeah. exactly. Car warranty? Like, yeah, yeah, or your uh, oil change, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, and I think that's 60 bucks a year. So they're kind of doing something a little different, but they're 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 sending out surveys, and I really want to. I'm sending them surveys about like kind of like how Everpix was working, so I can kind of guide them into <laughs> this. <laughs> they're sending out stuff like, do you want to hear um, questions? Do you want to hear like stuff like in terms of gigabytes or in terms of like how many pictures you can use? And I'm telling them I don't want to hear a limit. I want to hear no <laughs> limits. That's me being, but I of course, I don't want to no. hear either of those. I don't want to say that, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say that because that company went under. But um, I really, I'm yeah. like, forty dollars no. or sixty dollars good for a year. I don't want to pay anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can pay. You can do. You can start it for free, and I think you get. And it, and it is beta still. It's still in beta, but um, you can get started for free, and you can upload a thousand pictures for free. That's the cap they give you, and I. I still haven't pulled the trigger because I'm still kind of testing it out, but I like the interface of it and um, kind of the ease of use. And there is an iPhone app, so you can kind of send everything up there. Um, and it is really nice. And you can kind of tweak different things. Oh, there I go using that word again. <laughs> um, it's not. I did a little tweaking. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's nice. I don't believe there's like red eye or cropping on there yet, but it, it seems that it's still fairly new as it is in beta. So. I'm I'm kind of hopeful that they're as they really are trying to get more people's, uh, you know, perspectives and different surveys. They really want to do this right, um, and I'm I'm kind of trying them right now, and I I think it's uh it's pretty good, um, and I I do like the interface of it. What was um, that? What was the name of that once more? This life. Ah yes, this life. Fantastic. So um, I get yeah. If you guys have some time, check it out. It's pretty easy to kind of set up. And uh, make an account, and that's that's saying a lot for me because I really hate setting up another username and password on different things, but I did for this. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Nice uh, work. So that's where I am right now. Bite the using bullet. That. So, um, yeah. Are we good here? Do we, uh, you, Matt, anything else from you, sir? Uh, I think I'm good. All right. Shane? Should we, uh, should we go to uh, on to our uh, listener feedback here? Sure. Sure, we got uh, one call here. Um, yep, just one call. And uh, do we have a name for this person? Somebody just wrote in. It was Emily. Emily? All right. All right, Emily, let's uh, let's hear what you had to say. Hey, guys. My email just got hacked. How can I prevent this from happening again? I changed my password to... <laughs> Is this a good password? Well, Emily, thank you for writing in. Uh that's that's funny. You really shouldn't uh, disclose your password on uh, to us, but that's okay. We clearly we we censored it out for you. Um, do you guys? You know, passwords are an interesting thing. I uh, I think you hear all the time you want to do alphanumeric, uppercase, lowercase numbers, uh, special characters, all that in there at once, right? I mean, I want to try to get as much as possible. Um, I mean, not to, not to say we don't want to give away what we use for passwords by any stretch of the imagination, but 
what uh what do you guys uh what, what what type of guidelines do you tend to follow um well i did hear that password and i think that's a very secure one <laughs> whoa i, think, I, th- I thought I'm that password kidding. was terrible <laughs> <laughs> hold on you don't so, want to change that password right away yeah can you guys well, repeat yeah. that i just heard some robotic craziness going on what was that again tony uh, well, I just said I thought that password was incredible, and I think she should just leave it as is, and we should tell everybody so they can use the same one. <laughs> no, um, I would say, um, you know, numbers, letters, try to find out exactly what the minimum requirements are for that, um, because sometimes, and I hate this, I think when I first used Chase, they didn't use alphanumeric, and I was, like, really pissed about that. I mean, I really didn't like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was not pleased at all. Um, but you know, since then, I think they've, they've gotten, I, I use that a lot, but I, I would think, you know, if you can use the most characters possible, but there really is that fine line. Like if it's too long and you're not going to remember it, you're going to write it down and then chances are that's could be compromised. Um, you got to find that happy medium, you know, something that you can sort of relate to. I wouldn't say birthday. I wouldn't say, you know, anniversaries or anything like that. Cause I think people target that, but you know, things where you can, you know, it, it's something you're going to remember. Um, but at the same time, kind of, you know, instead of S's, use dollar signs. And instead of, you know, O's, use at symbols or something like that. Or whoa, even whoa, whoa. Number, or, A's, A's are at symbols. Or oh. at, there you go. Well, I, you know, you could <laughs> O's change and it zeros. Ah, this is but, common um, lead speak, Tony. Jeez. It's been a while. It really I, has. I think eventually we'll have a... Uh, an XP boost section on uh, password managers, I'd imagine. And uh, that's probably my first recommendation is for, for that. And once you've got a password manager, then um, yeah, any site you've got, just look for what is the maximum number of characters, what special characters they allow, and then you'll have some kind of uh, formula generator for the password manager. And I would right. say just max it out. That's yeah, that's my, that's my biggest gripe is that some use special characters and some do not. Mm-hmm. And that's been my, my problem in the past, you know, um, but I guess if you have a separate password for every single, it doesn't really matter. You can just use that password manager, and then it just brings it up right away. Yeah, so one password. Bit, again, it's a little bit of a pain, I think, if you have to go into your app every single time and re-enter your password. Um, hopefully you're using – is that the case with, with one password? You have different apps on different devices that, that all track that? Is that accurate? Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of them just depends on how you sync it up. Um, yeah. I think one password syncs up through Dropbox, so you can get that onto all your devices. Uh, LastPass is a web browser-based one, so that's already synced up. Uh, you just need to log into the web browser. Uh, I used one called uh, KeePass. I like that one a lot, uh, but it's more uh, kind of low-level, I guess. Uh, you definitely need to you'd have to sync that up through Dropbox or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's a lot all of them about just the do, dro- do sync- Dropbox syncing. What's that? Said so Matt's all about the Dropbox syncing. <laughs> yeah, you could right. use uh, uh, you know, Google Drive or anything that that syncs it up like that. iCloud is, uh, I, or One Password can use iCloud too. Ah. Um, and then I guess second point, uh, off of kind of passwords, uh, if you're using uh Google or uh, you know, Gmail, uh, you definitely want to do the uh, uh, the two-step uh verification. Uh, so you, you log in before they let you in. They send you a text message. You just type the number in whatever they've sent you. Uh, that's probably one of the best ways to get to even more secure um, is that is that like the authenticator or is that something different yeah actually uh so they've got uh, no, most most sites will either send you a text message which uh i, I do because i think it's easier but then uh there's other apps you can you can get it's uh you just 
go on your phone, load up the app. It gives you a number that's good for 30 seconds that you type in. Um, but those are going to give you a lot more security than um, even, I, I think, coming up with a, a more secure password. So not to make uh, that's our, definitely the way to go. Not to make our second World of Warcraft reference here or anything, but uh, I think that's another place where it started there. <laughs> the first place I ever saw this authenticator thing. And uh, <laughs> it seems like other other companies just kind of follow their in their footsteps with some of these things. But it is absolutely a... Uh, way of being more secure with your account i thought that was ridiculous because uh yeah world of warcraft has a authenticator app because they don't want to get their accounts hacked but then my bank account had a 14 character limit and you couldn't use special characters it was <laughs> it's like what what is going on here i have a video game that is way more secure than yeah. you exactly you that just i think that goes to show your your world of warcraft account has a is much more in demand to be hacked, I guess. <laughs> That's a good point. It's much more profitable, apparently, to, to take all your gear and junk in that game. It's crazy. Oh gold. Well, and another thing, I know um, Evernote, you can um, you can use either the Gmail authenticator or the Google authenticator, or you can have them text you a number, and then you have to type that in when you uh, log in. So that's just another part of that two-factor authentication. Right. Um, so that's another... Sometimes too. security comes at a price. I mean, a little extra work. Oh well, yeah, maybe. there's uh, yeah, a yeah, little extra work. That's it. Some All people right. don't like to do that. Well, hey, if uh, if you would like to write in to us and give us some feedback, some stories, some tech experiences that you have gone through, feel free to send us an email at techeasepodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook now at facebook dot com slash techeasepodcast. Or on Twitter at Tech Ease Podcast. Go figure. Um, I think that's. Is that it? Are we? Is there anything else you guys want to discuss before we get going? Oh, I just had one uh, with the the feedback. If anyone has used uh, if this and that ift, uh, and you had success with it, uh, I'd love to hear about it. Um, cool. Oh, and else? also, <laughs> if uh, if um, anyone has any other good uh, photo apps or photo services that they're storing their programs on i'd love to hear about it and see um if there's anything better than what i'm currently using or anyone for that matter thanks cool beans <laughs> all right well hey yeah this has been most excellent another successful show very happy that uh, everyone was able to join us and until next time take her easy there's the blockade.